0: Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. And I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast today because it means that as a dad, you want to be a better dad every day too. It means that you value and you love your kids, and you want to be the best that you can be so that you can play a big part in them being the best that they can be. And I want to talk about loving your kids today, I want to talk about leaving and creating a legacy of love so that at any point in your child's life, no matter if it's now either young or when you are dead and gone, your kid or kids will always know without a shadow of a doubt that their daddy loved them and loved them extreme. I want to talk about a legacy of love. And I know you love your kids. You should love your kids. If you don't, keep listening to the podcast, and hopefully over time, you'll start to love your kids. But I know that you love your kids. And sometimes as men, we struggle with how we express our love to other people. This is why there's so much content on How to do this within a marriage. You know, you have the love languages where your spouse has a very particular way because of their upbringing, their worldview. They have certain things that speak louder to them than other things. Some people need that physical touch. Some people need gifts. Some people need words of affirmation. There's different things that are more meaningful to certain people. And we have this responsibility. In those relationships, to figure those things out. And once we figure those things out, to use those things. And I don't mean use in a negative way, I mean do what works for that person you're in relationship with. If my wife is a words of affirmation person, but all I ever did was buy her gifts, shame on me, because that doesn't mean as much to her as me verbalizing a compliment. To her. So that's what I mean. And as dads, your kids are a little easier. There will be things that they gravitate to as they get older, but you have an opportunity with your kids to, in a sense, use multiple love languages. You have the opportunity to do multiple things for your kids, and they'll receive it because it's all they know. So there are three things that I want to talk about today. The first two things are absolute common sense. You probably do them. You may not. You should. And once I say it, you're going to be like, yeah, I I do this in some form or fashion. But the first two things are common sense. But sometimes there's so many things that we categorize as common that some of those things start to become uncommon in our practices yeah, we might understand, but we might not always implement and apply. So the first two things are easy, and the third thing is a bit of a challenge. It's something that I want to extend to you. It's something that I have tried to do that I have not done as much as I want to, but I am in the process, and I'll share a little bit of, about something that I have done, hopefully to motivate you to do it yourself. So let's talk about creating the legacy of love for our kids, so that no matter where they are in life, they always know, my dad loves me. The first thing you have to do is you have to say it. Common sense thing number one, you have to tell your kids, I love you. You have to speak it. A lot of the stuff I'm going to use a marital reference for because that is what saturates this conversation But you've probably heard this little story of the man and the woman who were married. And on the wedding day, they both expressed their love for each other. But 35 years later, they're getting marriage counseling. And the wife says, I just don't know if he loves me anymore. And the therapist looks over at the man. He says, well, do you love your wife? And he says, of course I do. I told her 35 years ago that I did, and if anything changes, I'll let her know, and it's humorous, but the reality is there's a lot of people who actually function that way. I struggle in this area. I have a problem addressing things that I assume are easily understood. If something is pretty common sense to me, then I have the tendency to not bring it up in conversation. For example, let me get some brownie points here. I think my wife is just stunningly beautiful. Do I tell her that all the time? No, I don't. Because I have a hard time wrapping my mind around the idea that she can't see it herself. Now, I know that's bad. I know that's wrong. But I struggle with it because I look at her and I think, holy smokes, how could you be anything other than beautiful? And so I assume this is a very commonly understood thing. Other people recognize this about her. I've never talked to anyone who didn't recognize this about her. And so I just assume, hey, this is common sense. So I, admittingly, have a struggle expressing to my wife compliments about the way she looks. I struggle there that's just one of my weaknesses. I know it. I'm working on it. I don't do great at it still, but it's just, this is another reminder for me. Sorry, I had to interrupt the podcast in order to <laughs> benefit myself. But I know we do this as guys. We have this tendency where if something is plain, we assume that unless there is a big change, no addressing of the situation has to happen. But you cannot do this with your kids. You have to be intentional about verbalizing your affection and your love for your kids regularly. It needs to be routine. I tell my kids in the morning before I go to work that I love them. I tell my kids when I get home from work that I miss them or I talk to them about the day and I try to tell them, hey, I love you. When it's time for bed, we do our bedtime routine. And before I leave the room, or before they fall asleep, I tell my kids, once, twice, three times, as many times as I can, I love you. I am try- I'm trying to be disciplined to at least always do it at these three times. Another time that I try and do this, and I would challenge you to do this as well, there are days where things don't go as planned. You're a little frustrated. Maybe tension's a little bit high there's additional stress, and you're a little bit edgy. You've been there. You might be there right now. And I've noticed myself being this way at home, whether it's on the weekend or whether it's after work. And I realized that because I have been in this particular mood, that I have not been as affectionate or as kind with my kids because I've been trying to sort out my life and my problems and everything that's going on in my head, and I haven't taken the time to break away from me and be selfless and give attention to my kids. And so if when I'm in those moods, if I've been a little snappy at the kids, if I've been a little edgy, if I've been a little secluded and by myself, when I realize it, I stop and I walk over to whoever it is, there's been moments where I have just went over and sat on the couch next to my daughter, Reagan, and I've leaned in or put my arm around her and pulled her in close, gave her a kiss on the head, and just I'll just tell her, I love you. And that's it. I just take a moment to break away from me and mine and tell my kids that I love them. I do it with Frankie. If I've been in a bad mood and I've done something with Frankie that I feel like I shouldn't have done if I overstepped. I'll go to Frankie while he's doing something else. And I'll apologize sometimes if that's necessary, which that's another talk for another day, but that's really important because your kids need to know that you're not perfect. They don't need to be surprised later on in life when they realize, oh, hold up, dad had this complex. <laughs> that, that doesn't need to happen. That's not going to play well into your hand later down the road. So if it's applicable, I apologize. But I will at least... Put my hand on his head, mess his hair up because that really makes him happy. (laughs) And I'll tell him, hey, bub, I love you. I just want you to know that I love you. You have to express it. You have to verbalize this to your kids. You can't do it too much. It's like you can't over-communicate. As a project manager, it's one thing that you learn. You cannot over-communicate Too much communication is better than no communication or not enough communication. So be intentional and be abundant in your communication with your kids about loving them. Make sure that they know. Speak it to them. Let them hear it from you. Let them see it come out of your mouth that you love them. Common sense tip number two for creating this legacy of love is acting out that you love them, displaying with your actions that you love them. You cannot just say it. Saying it is important. It is vital. You must say it, but speaking it alone is not enough. You have to act out your love. They have to be able to see it. They have to be able to in a sense, hold it. You have to make your love for your kids tangible. So it could be as simple as if your kids are involved in a sport, you go to the games. If they value the games and it means a lot for you to be there, then be there. This is a way of saying, I love you. I know you value this. And so I'm going to value it too. It could be your kids are older and they're off away at college. Go to the graduation ceremony when that happens be there because this is a great moment for them, a great moment of accomplishment. And to have you there means a lot because what that tells them is you also view this as a great moment of accomplishment and that you love them because you're taking time out of your schedule to be there for them, to rejoice and celebrate with them on this day. Whatever it is, wherever your kids are at, as far as their age and their preferences and what they like, think about it. Do the hard work of thinking about what your kids like and show them that you have listened to them in conversation. My kids are five, three, and one. My oldest two kids love to go to the park. We have this like ongoing family joke about going to the big, giant park. My daughter Reagan is super cute when she says it. But they ask to go to the park, and some days we can't do it because it's like 8.30 at night, and we're in pajamas, and they're like, we want to go to the big giant park. I'm like, this isn't possible right now. (laughs) So there are times when it does become possible, and they haven't asked that either my wife or myself or both of us, depending on our schedules, we'll just up and say, hey, how about we go to the park today? Because we know they love to go to the park, and we want them to enjoy that. So by showing them, hey, we listen to you, we know what you like. We know what you're interested in. We want you to have those things. Allow us the opportunity to do that. And it's not just doing things like that that display your love. It could be other little things, it could just be showing physical affection, putting your arm around your kid, giving them a hug, giving them a kiss, holding their hand being present for them. I know some of those things fizzle out the older that they get. I understand that. But there's still a way for you to physically display that you love your kids. And it's always great if you will accompany that with the expression, with the verbal expression of, I love you. But you have to show them. It can be evident to them through your actions that you love your kids. James talks about this in the Bible, in his letter that he writes. He's talking to a group of people who like to say, well, I believe this, and I believe that, and these are the morals that guide my life, and this is the way that I choose to live. And James talks to these people, and he's like, I don't have to spend as much time as you do talking about what my beliefs are, what my morals are, what I value, because I just live my life based off the things that I believe and hold near to my heart. So, you can look at my actions and you can see my faith. You can understand clearly what guides my life by the way I'm living it. it. That axiom is so true. Actions speak louder than words. But actions accompanied with the words, that's the goal. You can't just have one or the other. You can't only act out your love and never say it. It needs to be said. And you can't just say it without acting it out. They need to both see and hear your love expressed. And the third thing, this is what I want to challenge you with. This really plays into the idea of creating a legacy of love. And that is doing little things for your kids that they might not know about now or in the near future, but at some point they will. And it will be a reminder to them at some point when they're out on their own, they have their own family, even beyond that, so when you're dead and gone and you're no longer even in the picture, and they can't just give you a call anymore, but there's something that you've done There's something that you've left behind that your kids can look at, that they can hold, that can be tangible for them. And that thing that you left, or multiple things that you left, that you gave to them, is a constant reminder to them, my dad loves me. My dad loved me so much. Now, like I said, I haven't been perfect at this, and I have really good ideas, and I know I can't fulfill and accomplish all the ideas. I'll go ahead and give you one. I think this would be a cool idea, and then I'll tell you what I've actually done so far. But I think it would be really neat, especially if you have young kids, if you can just capture the moments. I know we do this with pictures and videos, and it can be very difficult to keep up trying to keep a journal regularly. is a seems to be a pretty difficult thing, at least for the life that I'm living. I know my wife has tried to do it and has been a little unsuccessful, but she's done more than I have. But I think it would be such a great idea if, as dads, we could write letters to our kids. And it doesn't have to be one that you write every day. It doesn't even have to be one every week. Maybe it's you write 12 letters a year and you summarize the month or Maybe it's a quarter, or maybe you just make little mental notes and you write your kids one letter a year and you just tell them, This is what your life was like when you were four. This is what your life was like when you were 16. This is what your life was like when you were 18 and then you moved off to college and never came home. Write them these little letters, keep them in a box somewhere, and Either when they move out or they have a family of their own, or maybe you keep it in a box that's stowed away somewhere, and in your will, you make a little note that whenever you pass, your kids get those letters. And they can open up all these little letters where you have written to them how you felt, what you witnessed them go through, all the challenges, all the high points all the laughs, and they can go through, and year by year, they can see how you saw them. And that's special, because I know we have a tendency to look at ourselves and to not see something as good as what other people see in us. And it's special when you can take in what someone else sees when they look at you, especially when it's something that you don't see yourself. Because we get to a point in life where we're busy and we just feel like we haven't accomplished. We feel like we've been a failure. But imagine if you could go back and read something that a dad wrote to you It said, you know what? I never saw failure. I always saw someone trying. I always saw someone who was laughing. I always saw someone who loved people. I always saw this good attribute and this good characteristic Imagine the pick-me-up that that does. I just think that's a great idea. So if someone take it, somebody do it. Someone's probably already doing it. But what a, what a neat thing to leave for your children. One thing that I have done is my daughter, Reagan, was super advanced. And I know I've talked about her. She's incredibly precocious. And there were some things that she could do at a younger age than Frankie could. Well as far as like the restroom is concerned, washing hands and and doing all this stuff. She was, because she was walking so young. She was able to do a lot of this stuff before Frankie could do it. And Frankie was super duper tall for a kid. So he had no problem ever reaching faucets when it was time for him to do all that by himself. But Reagan was a little more advanced. And so Reagan couldn't reach. Reagan's not quite as tall as Frankie is. So Reagan needed a little stool. So I had some some scrap wood out in the garage, and I took Frankie with me and laid everything out, looked at a little design, and I built her a little stool. And I let Frankie help me paint it. We painted it pink and white, made it really cute and girly. It's rustic. I'll be honest with you, and I don't mean this in a boastful way, but I'm just really proud of it. It's in her bathroom and at night when she's brushing her teeth and she's standing on her little stool, I look at that thing and I think, man, this thing turned out really good. This is great. I'm proud of it and I like it a lot. It's for sale for a billion dollars. So if you want to buy it, you can. But other than that, it's sticking with her, I hope, for the rest of her life. But what I did, I did something special. I have told no one about this and I know my wife listens to the podcast and she has not seen it yet, but she'll probably go and look after She listens to this and one day, hopefully Reagan sees it, but I made this little stool for her and maybe she's not super tall. Maybe she'll need it in her kitchen when she is off on her own or maybe she'll use it for her little girl. I don't know. But underneath the stool, I wrote a little note. I wrote a little note to Reagan and this is what I wrote. To my little lady, because that's what I like to call her. I said, may you always be able to reach those things you most desire. But if you find that you can't, remember I am always there to help. All my love, Dad. It's a simple little note. It's a simple little expression. But I put it on something that I made just for her and I made special just for her that she'll keep forever. And I like to think that at a time where maybe I'm dead and gone and she can't call me, she can't talk to me, I'd like to think that there's going to be a day down the road where she's having a hard time, where life is really challenging her. And she just doesn't feel like there's anyone there who can help her get through this. I hope that on that day, she'll go and she'll get that little stool that I made for her. And she'll flip it over. And she'll read that little note. And yeah, I know I won't be there. And yeah, I know I won't physically be able to help her. But I hope the inspiration and the idea of I always love you and I will always do everything in my power and ability to help you get the things that you want in this life. I hope that on that day she flips that little stool over and she reads that, that it motivates her to get up and keep trying. And I hope that this is a way that I create this legacy of love by making these little things, by doing something special, by leaving these little fragments behind that say, remember, dad loves you. So that's my challenge to you. Maybe you're not handy. I don't know. Think about it and figure out what you can do and be intentional in leaving something behind, in thinking ahead to the challenges that your kids are going to face and coming up with something that you can do multiple things that you can do that you can leave for each of your kids. Leave them something like this little stool I made for my daughter and do something special with it. Make sure you leave a note. Make sure you put some little thing, even if it's just, I like to sign off all my letters that I write to, to my kids and my wife, all my love, and then my name. That's how I like to do it. Maybe you have an expression or a tag that you use in your family. Put it on there. Let it be something that when you're dead and gone, your kids can go to, and they can be motivated. They can be encouraged, and they can be inspired and reminded, most of all reminded, that my dad loved me. He believed in me, and he lived his life for me. And if he did that for me, there's something in me that's worth continuing on. So this is the goal, to create a legacy and leave this legacy of love for our kids so that while we're here with them, they know without question, my dad loves me. And even when they're off on their own, they know dad's not here at the house anymore, but dad loves me. And later on in life, when they're older and we have passed on, they still know dad's not here, I can't call him, I can't hear his voice, but he's left so much behind for me that I know his love still remains. That's what I want you to do. Tell your kids you love them. Show them that you love them and leave little things behind for them that make it abundantly clear that you love them. This is fathering our future the podcast for dads I'm Anthony Vandegrift thank you for being with me and I hope you'll join me next time